Hello there, Patrons! Uh, thought I'd start a new weekly feature since recently, as I've said on the pod, I've just not been that angry and figured I'd give you guys a bit more football content. So for those of us that do lead a bit of busy lives and can't get round to watching Match of the Day and Match of the Day 2, I thought I'd just do quick 30 second summaries on every fixture, make it a bit quick fire since... We can't ever really stay on topic on the pod. Uh, It's also something for you FPL fans that can go hand in hand with Ian's excellent updates every week. Um, So without further ado, let's get started on the first game on match of the day, which was Manchester United versus Southampton. Uh, Very strange game. Uh, It's end to end. Southampton proving they can't defend Man United, being a bit affected by their injuries. Um, a few absolutely cracking goals, uh, one from Valerie and uh, from Pereira on the other side for, for Man United. Um, it's good to see Romero Lukaku getting a few goals again, um, even if he was offside for the first. Um, although it was at one point where I'm pretty sure Brian Bertrand did a flying kick on him and I'm quite surprised he managed to stay on. Um, of course, Man United could have nearly gone 4-2 at the end. Um, unfortunately... As many of you FPL players will know, Pogba and his bloody penalty for minus one. Ugh. Ugh. That stupid run-up. And James Ward-Prowse got a good free kick, but he's a cunt, so don't like him. Um, Next up, the other side of Manchester versus Bournemouth. Oscar did predict this to be a bit of a, potentially a banana skin for Man City, and I think it was quite surprising, actually, that it was such a tight game. Uh, The injuries affecting Bournemouth was mental. Like, you look at the lineups, and no one's ever heard of those players. I don't care who you are. Uh, Some bloke called Mepham, I think. I'm pretty sure that's just a town in Kent. Um... Mares getting a good goal, um, apparently according to Jurgen Klopp, a scrappy goal. Not that he's uh, getting bitter or worried or anything. Um, and I think it's a real testament that the price tag and, and the way he's been managed at Man City has meant that there was absolutely no pressure on him now. And it seems quite strange, someone who's been pivotal in winning at Leicester, the, the Premier League, a few years ago, is now just able to play his own game and, and, and have a bit of a free role and, and less pressure. Um, on the other side of that, it was great to see Alexander Zinchenko really getting involved. Um, great youth prospect. You know, people say that City aren't aren't investing in that, but evidently Pep is. Um, David Silva with hair is good, David Silva. And Raheem Sterling missed a couple of absolute sitters um, and could have netted his 11th and 12th goals in nine games versus Bournemouth in the Premier League which is mental Arta Boric had a pretty good game with some good saves but zero shots zero corners and 18% possession by Bournemouth is just I think it tells it all absolutely appalling going forward We now move on to the North London derby and, in fact, the 198th time it has been played. Aaron Ramsey, uh, unbelievable goal uh, running from within his own half. And it's just a good job that he isn't leaving on a free. Um, Bernd Lello making some good saves and Arsenal looking much more attacking uh, than Tottenham. And, and the XG shows that at 2.6. So you wonder if Tottenham are finally feeling the fatigue. Since Kane's come back from injury, he has been a bit slower. Um Obviously, a couple of penalties in that game. Kane was offside uh, before the foul, but you look at what Mustafi does, and I can't believe he shoulder barges someone in the back. Um, so 
you know, offside or not, they probably just deserved the penalty for his idiocy. And Aubameyang's penalty was awful, absolutely awful. You, If you look at the replays, you look at his face and he just does not look up for it. He doesn't want to be taking it. It's very strange. Um, although once you look back on analysis, you see Vertonghen's about two yards away from him uh, before he takes the penalty, uh, which means that he can get there to block his, his rebound shot um, or when the ball gets played back in, sorry, rather than a rebound shot. I just think it's one of those rules where it's never upheld, um, sort of like players pushing each other at corners, you know. Um, but yeah, Granite Jacker getting that classic foul on Kane for his penalty. So, you know, you know how it is. Nearly injuring him and, you know, straight down the back of his shins. It's great. On we go now to my boys, Roy's boys, Burnley versus Palace. Um Great attacking play that creates an own goal. You know, sometimes you need the mu- uh, a bit of the luck with that. And Jeffrey Slup has been very good um, in the last few weeks. It was fantastic to see Max Meyer getting a start and playing with a bit of a different team. Obviously, again, a few injuries at the back. Um, but Aaron Wan-Bissaka gets an amazing assist and has another one of his just fantastic games to take him to being the, I think he's the best defender on like 90% of stats across the whole of Europe for this year and it's just astounding um, I think Palace will still hold on to him in the summer but be very hard pressed after that and have to reward him with a massive contract um, on the other side of the defence Patrick Van Arnholt doesn't look like he can actually make a clearance anymore Batshuayi has just been an amazing acquisition and that snapshot for the goal is just exactly what we've needed for a long time and as well to then get a bit of the pressure off Will Saha so that he doesn't feel he has to do everything and when he does he sits down defenders or sends them for fish and chips (laughs) or pie and chips I believe uh, Matthew Upson was saying. Um, It is a shame to lose a clean sheet. Ashley Barnes has had five goals in the last six games and of course Peter Crouch is back which is absolutely fantastic. I just love seeing Peter Crouch. Um, they did a little shout-out for his the second series of his podcast um, before the episode as well of, of Match of the Day. Um, and the XG kind of shows Palace getting lucky again, really. Bernie's XG was 2.01 and Palace's was 0.49, uh, which is crazy, crazy numbers. Um, <clears throat> moving on to Brighton versus Huddersfield. Brighton's first league win of the year. I mean, Huddersfield would do that to you. Huddersfield's first win versus Wolves was the first one since they, they've had since November. So it's just awful. I mean, their their actual last good game for Brighton that I can remember was was versus Palace when they they went down to ten men and ground out a really good three one win. Um, Basuma making some good runs for them, but Huddersfield are just utter garbage. And as well, Jan Sievert seems to be not so happy and kind of losing his head a bit. And you know, I think the pressure, the pressure of of that job, he he kind of understands that. And knowing that you know he is going to be a Championship manager next year if he does retain his job, there's no way that that Huddersfield come back from this even after their great win against Wolves. Wolves against Cardiff. Um, Nuno makes five changes. Um, from the team that played Huddersfield. I mean, I'm not surprised since you lost to Huddersfield. But it, the the play between Jota and Jimenez uh, for both goals really was unbelievable. The first one was, was very Arsenal-esque in their prime of just little passes, round the corner, triangles, all the way down, bang, tap in, lovely. And again, the second goal from Jota was, was incredibly unselfish. He passes. There's not many times when a player's got a clear shot and passes it backwards, um, to another player 
to to nail the goal. It was amazing. Cardiff, yeah, they've had a few good results recently, but they still suck. And Sol Bamba was fully to blame um, for for one of their goals, one of Wolves' goals, um, and is now injured for the season, uh, allegedly, which is a shame. Bennett's foul against Bennett, he should have been an absolute red card. It was ridiculous, or at least his second yellow, I believe, sorry. Um, and and you just go through all of this, and I remember thinking, oh my God, all of this has happened, and it's not even half-time. Like, the first half of that match was crazy. Um, <clears throat> Warnock managed to have a bit of a smile with Nuno, again, after, you know, the, the famous thing in the championship of screaming fuck off at him for ages without shaking his hand. Um, and Neil Etheridge just looks like the only player for Cardiff, really, that still has their heart in it. And uh, he's playing to, you know, get a transfer, I believe. Um, West Ham, Newcastle. It's West Ham's first double win over Newcastle. So two wins in the season since 98-99. And it's good to see Manuel Lanzini back. Um, on what I said earlier with the Arsenal one, maybe because this was later in the day, uh, the ref actually made them retake the penalty, which... I've never seen before uh, for encroachment. Um, and I believe this is a stat that Salomon Rondon has hit the post 3,000 times in the last four games. Um, I just think so. That's true. Um, Everton versus Liverpool. This was the 200th Merseyside derby in the top division. And it was pretty crap, really. Fullbacks were quiet for Liverpool. Salah blanks. <clears throat> sorry. Salah blanks for the fifth time in six weeks. Misses a couple of guilt edge chances. Silva rode his luck again by playing quite arrogant, played a high line against Liverpool. I would be very surprised if he kind of gets backed in the transfer market. Van Dijk was getting angry. Um, Matip was making a few good runs. And unfortunately, Liverpool's game in hand goes to waste. And they are second to City now. Um, their XG was only 1.1. Jurgen Klopp blames the wind. Tries to talk down the City win against Bournemouth. And, yeah, it was just a very weird one. And they've had, you know, Liverpool had six points in the last five away games. Awful. Absolutely awful. Watford-Leicester. Watford play their third former manager at home in a row. That's Rodgers and uh, Marco Silva and Sean Dyche. Poor set piece defending from Leicester. Um, I think it will take time for Rodgers to build that up. And at least, you know, you're seeing a bit of faster build-up and a bit more of attacking prowess um lovely to see colo torre did not know that he was part of the um the coaching staff there um so it's just amazing to see him again i hope in the chance start maybe yaya gets involved as well and they can share a birthday cake um i've noticed Maguire has just been awful after the world cup and maybe you know he got covered up in that in that team and and you couldn't see all of his negatives because he was allowed to just maraud and do what he wanted um Yuri Tielemens is, is settling quite well and Vardy getting his textbook goal um, is always good. Watford are looking very solid and I do worry for Palace playing them in the FA Cup because uh, Decore and Kapue were featured on Match of the Day and they were just amazing. <clears throat> and finally, we get to the West London derby, which again was pretty garbage. Um Jorginho finally got a goal. Higuain got himself a goal. Somehow Keeper was back involved. Um, Sarri was angry and, and only happy with the first 60 minutes of their performance. Um, but yeah, Sessegnon hasn't really lived up to his hype since he's come up into the into the Premier League. It's, it's a shame because he was he took the championship by absolute storm last year. Um, Scott Parker is obviously going to be taking charge of them, I imagine, until the end of the season. 
and chances are when they go down as well um you just wonder with the amount of money they've spent what's going to happen you know is there going to be a, bit of a fire sale there will Mitrovic stay will Michel John Michel Seri say stay no there's there's a lot of options there um for that club and that kind of wraps it up for this week it went a little bit longer than normal but you know you've come to expect that from us so Thank you very much, guys. Um, thanks again for being a Patreon uh, of the pod and um, keep supporting us. We really do appreciate it and every all the stuff that you guys do for us. Thank you very much. Bye.